We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast We are back here on a Monday to find out what our fucking punishments are going to be Me and Joe, spinning the wheel back Hey-oh! 0-3, baby! I I do have to give a shout-out, boys. Friday's episode has hit 14,600 downloads. Let's go. Thank you for all the listeners. Thank you. For taking the time to listen to us jackasses because we're pretty much jackasses, all of us, right? Yes, we are. Glad glad everybody (laughs) could hear the shenanigans at the end of the show last week. We had a lot of fun with that. I think Joe's the star of the show. Hey, Joe's the star, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. A big shout-out to Joe helping us get there. To our producer, ladies and gentlemen. Is is he fashionably late, or is he on time today? He's on time. He's like my balls. (laughs) 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 And let the record show... That uh, on Saturday, when we were supposed to go up to Columbus, uh, I was on time, actually early. Fucking Josh was fashionably late. I did that on purpose, not going to lie. You're I, told Shannon, I told Shannon the night before, like, hey, I'm going to tell Joe 845, so I know he's awake. But we don't have to get there till 9 o'clock. So we didn't have to be at Mike's house until 9.30. So we had time. Yeah. Yeah, he's changing his story now. <laughs> no, I mean, you can talk to Shannon. You can call Shannon right after the show. That's what I told her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I gonna, just know uh, how you were. I'm going to But then I'm your gonna jackass calls you at 8.05. Oh, Let, I'm sorry. Hey, I was up and ready. My bad. <laughs> where are you at? Let, let, uh, let, the, let the record state that I'm probably the, the, the latest guy for everything. Thousand percent ever, true. ever to ever. That, uh, to that's ever exactly what Louis said too. <laughs> oh God! All right. What can I say, man? Time escapes me sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. Uh, Joe, do you want to spin the wheel first, or do you want me to? All right, here we go. Big bucks, no whammies. Big bucks, no whammies. Yes. Uh oh. The Michael Phelps. <laughs> no. He got. Hold on. I said read what this is. Uh, he got the Beyonce. No. Oh yeah. Joe, your punishment for the Beyonce is just to put on a blonde wig, surround yourself with oscillating fans, and lip sync all the single ladies. <laughs> oh, okay. That's not bad. Josh, can I borrow yeah, that one? Not too bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Josh, right, can I borrow your wig? I, that's Adam's wig, man. 
right, I mean, he probably go. beat Let's off of it once or twice. Oh, All right, gross. Lou, what's your That's punishment? Just use it as glue, Josh. All right, Lou, what's your punishment? <laughs> motherfucker! Yes! Uh-oh. Oh, what's the motherfucker? Edward Forty Hands. Yes, <laughs> baby. Yeah, there we go. And we get to pick the beer. And we get to pick your beer, buddy. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. Hey, we can Sam. We, we can uh, tell you right now, might, this bud is not going to be for you. Yeah, this is not going to be might, the good old Budweiser. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay this off, Sam, when we come to Michigan in two weeks. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. Hey, make, make oh, sure and, you guys find that, <clears throat> the nastiest malt liquor that you can find. Oh, I will I will be at the liquor store or the, the Sunoco right down the street. First thing tomorrow, and I'm gonna find out the oh, best beer God. ever. <laughs> God but, damn it! But I get Joe, did you upload the video of me and Louis doing the Rocky scene yet? Not yet. Has that been uploaded? No, not yet. Joe, Joe Adam going. Ratliff also wants a copy of the video so we can post it on the Dude's Day <laughs> Dude's Day uh, post. Oh my oh, God. God. I am not uh, going in the goddamn wheel of death next week. There, I, I better get some fucking relief on Friday. I better draw some somebody fucking good. Give me, give me. Well, a I mean, got a chance to. Win. I mean, if you think drink some of those four, uh, if you do Edwards forty hands, uh, I mean, hitch, you might get some relief. I don't know who it's going to be in Michigan, but. <laughs> oh my god! Fuck! 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 I hate the wheel of death. I hate you. So and yeah, you're the one who came up with it. What's that? Didn't you come up with it? He did. Yes. Yes. I didn't think I'd be losing this much. They never do. <laughs> it's it's almost like your fantasy football team. Take an L. Hey, I'm gonna. Oh, low blow. Hey, 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 buddy. I got, I got, I got three championships in the last five years, so let's let's calm it down just a little bit. So I mean right. che- cheating ain't easy, bro. Oh here we go. Here we go. Here here comes Josh again with his fifteen year old jokes. Uh anyways. Alright. So outstanding bets that are debts that need to be paid. Sam, turkey leg Mike and the Blazing Wings Challenge. Three I'll points. go ahead and knock that out when you knock out uh, Edward Forty Hands here. Okay. I got to do the Slimer, so I have to find slime online so I can have my kids dump a bucket of slime on me while I stand underneath the ladder, and then Edward Forty Hands. And then Joe uh, just found out, obviously, this punishment where he has to do the Beyonce. So. Uh, and uh, so we need video, uh, Joe, of when you put the blonde wig on and dance around like Beyonce. If you have if you have spanks or high heels that you can fit into, all the better. <laughs> make it fun because that's what I did. I I wore the white shorts to make him short short. Oh my. my God, our shorts our shorts were super short for that, Josh. Our shorts <laughs> were super short. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's it what it's called priceless. for. And and Joe got the crotch shots too. 
I he told did. him he was going to see did. some swinging dicks, and that's exactly what he's seen. Yeah, definitely, 100%. And uh, for my listening audience, uh, first of all, I did that because in the scene of Rocky, but also, by the way, I had to zoom in beyond the uh, power of the iPhone. <laughs> wow. Okay. <then. laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's recap a little bit of the um, uh, NFL weekend. Uh, so interesting thing. I don't know if you guys saw. Tua took a, a hit. And it wasn't so much the hit that caused it, but the, he got knocked down. And when he was falling to the ground, his head basically bounced off the turf. And he looked a little woozy. So there, NFLPA is investigating whether or not the Dolphins followed concussion protocol. They came out later and said, oh, he was held, it was a head injury, but actually it was his back that was bothering him. So... Uh, Should Tua hit, have gone back into the game? Didn't he buckle as he was going back to the uh, back to the huddle? He started buckling. Yeah, he did. He did. So, should he have gone back in the game, guys? No, not initially because uh, concussion protocol. He should have been uh, should have been pulled. Went to the blue tent to at least gotten checked out. Uh, example would yeah. be the Bengals game where T. Higgins got hit right in the fucking helmet which was a nasty – Right. I don't know if it was intentional, but it was definitely dirty. Um, and if he it was – He had to go to the tent and at least get checked out. Yeah. Yep. And then he didn't come back in that game at all. But I, I don't know. I mean, Tua only threw 18 passes against the Bills. I How does this happen? I, the, the, the time of possession must have – really favored the Bills because Josh Allen threw 63 passes and Tua threw 18. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Like, these divisional matchups are way different than what you expect it to be. Like, yeah. <clears throat> they completely yeah. stifled the run game. So, they had to – so, like, Devin Singletary had, I think, seven receptions or something like that. Or yeah, he did. Four? You know, he had, he had quite yeah. a few. I know. And it, and it he, seemed like he was Buffalo a bunch. was struggling with the heat down there, too. Uh, exactly. They said multiple exactly. players were cramping the whole game. Uh, Stephon Diggs just seemed out of it. So I, I think the so, Heat had a major issue with that game too. So this is what's surprising to me is is the if the Heat having an effect. But listen to this time of possession discrepancy and tell me if this has ever happened before. I, I don't know that the time of possession discrepancy has been this large and the team with the huge deficit still won the game. The Bills held the ball for 40 minutes and 40 seconds compared to the Dolphins, 19 minutes and 20 seconds. That's double the time and they still couldn't win it. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is surprising to me that the Miami Dolphins – because when I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, well – all right, Tua only threw 18 passes, okay? So maybe – and the Dolphins threw 20 passes total because Teddy Bridgewater came in for a moment. And I was like, maybe they ran the ball more. Nope, Buffalo ran the ball 23 times to Miami 17. So I was like, they must – the Dolphins must not have held the ball at all, which 
I don't know if Buffalo's going on long drives or Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They went on these like seventeen play drives, you know, to go down the field. They, their their scoring was very time consuming, you know. Um if you watch like some of the, the, the the drives like that, the Devin Singletary drive, I think it was like 17 or 18 plays, dude. It took forever to get down there. Wow. So the Bills, who looked invincible the first two games of the season, they still – I mean, it wasn't that they got blown out. The Dolphins are a pretty good team. But they did look mortal in this game. Um, now, granted, the defense – played pretty well I thought for Buffalo 21 points is 21 points it's not like they gave up like 38 or 40 points you know um three scores is really not that bad but uh especially in the in the NFL but I I don't know like did Miami expose any weaknesses for the Bills in this game or do you guys all think that this was purely uh you know elements based so I, I think, think they definitely exposed it. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, some some holes that they have. I, I do want to say I did correctly pick Tyreek Hill uh, being a bust this week in fantasy football. Two catches for thirty-three yeah. yards. Not a very good. Uh, yeah. Not a very good game. Uh, I didn't start yeah, to I mean, it either. I started Rogers. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think either player. I, mean, I, was, I was either two or Rogers, so I mean, I, I made out like a bandit in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to point. This out. Going back to the hole, uh, I mean, since you want to talk about holes, Mike. Wow. Um, <laughs> the run game has never uh, materialized for that team. Yeah. And no, it's it's a pass. As first good as their, as good as their pass game is, their pass game should open up their run game, but they have zero running backs that are like quality running backs. Yeah, yeah I think if you can have, if you can stuff. shut down Diggs and you can limit Gabriel Davis, I don't think they have another receiver that can that can carry that yeah, team. Bob. Same thing happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Isaiah McKenzie kind of, is also flashing the pan. Yeah, Dawson Knox is a nice tight end, but he's not he's not like Kelsey or Mark Andrews or like you know one of those guys that can take attention away. Um, I I don't know. I think. I think the Bills, are, the Bills, if they want to be successful, they can't have Josh Allen slinging the ball 55, 60 times a game and, and then also carrying the ball 8 to 10 times a game. That shit will wear him down come the playoffs. And they got to find a way to be able to run the ball and get at least 90 to 105 yards a game out of their running. Whether it's They need to trade for a good running back now. Like, like, try to pluck one off of another team. Maybe. Yeah. Kareem Hunt? Before the trade deadline. Oh, Kareem Hunt. There's Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Could be a three-down back in Buffalo. You know? Oh, yeah. Maybe if, if the Browns want a running back to return, I'll be like, fine, I'll give you Zach Moss, or I'll give you James Cook. Give me Kareem Hunt. And, I mean, the Browns are already running back. They got Jerome Ford, who's a rookie. They got Ernest Johnson. Like they got Nick Chubb. They they can spare. They can spare Kareem Hunt. Or, or maybe they go after Josh Jacobs. Yeah, somebody like that. Yeah. But yeah, the Bills. I think that's been their problem, and I thought that was their problem last year in the playoffs. Is that they can't. You can't run the ball. You can't control the clock. 
And granted, they controlled the clock in this game against Miami, but you you did that with a short passing game, which isn't always an effective way to go. Because if that ball gets dropped by the receiver, stops the clock, or you're just asking, you know, you're set. If you drop Josh Allen back 60 times a game, like how how often are you going to get sacked in that one? You know, Miami sacked him four and, times. And then how are you going to have your receivers going back and forth on all these routes 60-something times? They're right. going to be worn out yeah, if you're, by if the you're time third quarter comes. 17 play drive, your, your offensive guys are getting tired too. They're gassed. Of that drive. Yeah. They're super oh, yeah. gassed. Yeah. And the defense is used so, to playing down in those elements, so they're still okay. Right. 100% with you guys hey. on that one. Now, now is um, this, is this uh, an exposure from the Dolphins to the Bills, or was just, is this just going to be that week where – any Sunday, anybody can lose, similar to what everybody thought the Colts were dead and out, and they beat the Chiefs. True. And last year, didn't the Bills lose to the, an awful Jaguars? I Nine to so, six yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a – oh, that was terrible, yep. man. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a – oh, God, it was a news fest. It just it just It was the barn so burner, baby! Teams are so close. That's why even, like, a team that could come into a game, like, one and nine against a team that's, like, you know, seven and two might only lose by three points because it's so close, man. Like, you just don't know. I stay away from divisional games, too, Mike. That's the other yeah. reason. I, I hate calling do. divisional games because <clears throat> I say it over and over. These guys, Buffalo should actually know how to play in Miami because they play them every freaking year. But yeah. – those divisional matchups, it's like a toss-up, bro. You can have a, again, like a 1-9 team beat a 7-2 team. Um, and it, it might be it might now. be a good thing that uh, they played them this past Sunday and not this coming week to be a mess down yeah. in Florida. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, through that. Through that. The hurricane eye. eye. Yeah. I wonder how many other how many other places does Buffalo play where that, that you have that heat element, you know, on their on their seasonal you know for their season their schedule. Not probably not many unless they're going out to Arizona in September or like Texas maybe. Yeah, or like Texas. Um, yeah, Miami but they're, does but go they're to inside Buffalo a dome in, in Texas and in Arizona. Oh yeah, to that. What's that? The humidity factor is not there. What about uh, Tampa Bay or like? Uh, Oh, dude, the dome is also. Yeah, yeah but how yeah. they don't play the the Buccaneers very often. No, they don't. They don't. And so, looking at their schedule for the for the Bills, they're at Kansas City in October. That won't be hot, right? So, oh, no, they were at Los Angeles. So they opened the season though in L.A. That was probably a pretty hot game in Cali. Yeah, they did say it was pretty Wasn't hot that a night that. game, though, Mike? That, that's true. It was a night game. It wasn't like 1 o'clock peak. Yeah, it wasn't like peak heat. It was like cooling off type of hot. Yeah. And that there's there's a difference in that dry heat and that humidity, right? Yeah. I guess California oh, is a little bit more dry out west. It's not, it's not that, that thick heat. Um, all right. Uh, real quick, guys, as, as we move on to a different game. Um, the Rams. We're able to put away the Cardinals. Um, but Matthew Stafford doesn't look right to me. 
this year. He just doesn't. He didn't look good in that first game against Buffalo. Against Arizona, he was a pedestrian, and it was a fine game, but he was 18 of 25, 249 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Cooper Cup had a game. One rushing touchdown. A, one rushing touchdown, which saved, which saved his fantasy day, because otherwise he was just four catches for 44 yards. So that touchdown saved his fantasy day a little bit. But, I mean, I, I don't know what is happening with Cooper Cup right now. Like I, you, it's Cup really bad when your when your number one option is rushing for a touchdown, right? Yeah. Like even against well, Atlanta. You can't, you, you, you oh, can't just ahead. say Cooper Cup though. What's going I on didn't with mean Cooper, Cooper Cup? Cup I meant Matthew Stafford. I meant Stafford. Yeah. Because I was gonna say there's multiple receivers, top one receivers that are struggling for the first three games of the year. Justin yeah, Jefferson Justin Jefferson threw another goose egg. Tyreek Hill threw a goose Dude, after going on. Jamar Chase is having a tough, what was having a tough time initially, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's still having a tough tough time. But but Stafford, he doesn't look like himself this year. Against the Falcons, he threw two interceptions. He had three touchdowns, but two interceptions. Threw for two hundred and seventy two yards. This was the guy last year, if you guys remember. Three hundred. Yeah, it was like three twenty five, three fifty, three yeah. touchdowns two or three touchdowns every game. And now it's like he's like around the 230 to 250 mark, and sometimes he throws a touchdown, sometimes he doesn't. I think so. that elbow, man, is, is seriously, I, it is a problem for him. I do, know. too. I do, too. Yep, it is. Like, I think it definitely is. I mean, if, if it's was... close to what Tommy John is, if it's if it's that uh, ligament. That's what they're saying. Dude, he's fucked. Yeah, it's that te- yeah, right by the elbow, yep. Bad, and then the he's Rams. gonna lose a lot of yeah. He's gonna ha- he's gonna lose a lot of velocity too. He's gonna have to work real hard to get back to where he is. I um, mean, he might he might end up having to have surgery midway through the year if it, if it continues to bother him. He he might, and then the Rams are fucked. I also think that the Rams this year have zero run games, like z zip zip zero. You know, you're right. And, you're right. and Cam Akers is not showing up. You're putting you're putting pressure on an injured Stafford, yeah. um, you know, which is even more. I think you can expose it and see it even more because they have no run game, you know. Zero. <laughs> or could it be just the scheme that they're running right now? I mean, I mean they don't have still, that I mean, deep threat. Good. I don't know why the 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 uh, McVay keeps trying to push Acres. Henderson well, is is not bad. He did have, other than the fumble, Akers had 12 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I guess he sh- he sh- he's turning the corner, you know? Yeah. But it has to be consistent. It does. You're right. Allen Robinson hasn't really been the difference maker that we all kind of thought he would be so far this year. He, he, see, no, I he's not this, like, back a, a number one on another team. When they come to, like, uh, you know, like he was number one in Chicago, right? When he left Chicago – Jacksonville, too. Jacksonville. Oh, sorry, yeah, Jacksonville. Uh, yep. He was the number one in Jacksonville, too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah you know, when he left both his teams, uh, he couldn't – he he can't settle into a number two, I, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Um, sorry, Josh, I cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. The uh, other team I want to talk about is the team that came in with Super Bowl aspirations. They were the talk of the AFC along with Buffalo, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers. 
the Chargers have been bit by the injury bug. I think they lost their left tackle now for the season, Rashawn Slater. Justin hammed yep. up. Torn bicep. Keenan, what? He, he tore his bicep. Yeah, he tore his bicep. And then Keenan Allen's out with hamstring issues. They got absolutely blasted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, 38-10. to 10. Is this going to be another disappointing season for the Chargers? It's starting to look that way. Or could it be that the Jacksonville Jaguars turned the corner? Could be. Got to put it the could other... be. I mean, they, I they mean, handled Indianapolis 24 to 24 nothing. That and Indy just beat Kansas City. So could it yeah. be Jacksonville is actually pretty decent now? Well, I think they had a good shot to be good this year because they do have a lot of respect for Doug Peterson, and I think he could get them ready. But I like the Chargers though. On their end, they they where is Austin Eckler? What is happening with Austin Eckler this year? He's like Harry Houdini, man. He's disappearing. Dude, he had four carries for five yards, and then he turned in eight catches for 48 yards. And, and But he's not running the ball this year. I think he has like 45 rushing yards total this year. It just seems like they're they're getting the away from the run and passing. I, I mean, I, I mean I you when guys, they, you, when they you're start starting to become in a, a pass-happy league. I know. I I mean, I I know it's past happy, but you still have to be able to run the football. Like Jacksonville threw the ball thirty nine times, and they ran the ball thirty six times, and they ran the ball thirty six times for one hundred and fifty one yards, and Los Angeles ran the ball twelve times for twenty six yards. Like no one's saying this has to be like, oh, you're running for two hundred two hundred and twenty yards a game. But you're you should be able to run for a hundred yards a game. Ninety to a hundred yards should be the minimum that you should be rushing for. The Jacksonville on, on Jacksonville. For when, what's that? When did they start rushing the ball? Was it was it after they've already put the game away and then they just started rushing the ball, or were they were they actually mixing it up through the first two quarters? It up. I, so. I always say this, Mike, and you've heard me say it a million times, that the, the relationship between run and pass game is, like, very inverse, you know. Yeah. In order for one to be good, you need to have the other one good, too. So when you have a good run game, you're trying to ha- – you bring in the safety, you know, closer to stack the box in case, you know, to, to stop the guy, right? You can yeah. do a play action and you can get one off, right? You're, you opens up things for the pass game and vice versa. You know, when you have a pass game that's working really well, your safeties are back, your linebackers are a little bit further out, and you can exploit that as a runner as, with a good running back. So, yeah. you know, when it comes to these types of scenarios, I think that, you know, the pass game and the run game, they work together. So this whole pass-happy league, in order to be a pass-happy league, you actually have to have a, a run game, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. And uh, James Robinson having a resurgence, too. He had another he 50 yards coming up ran, run for a touchdown. It's been great, so From man. being a, a great year to a shit year, and he's already having off to another great year. Yeah. And the Chargers are about to get sued so badly. <laughs> <clears throat> it's terrible. Like, what they did last year to Tyrod Taylor and this year, what they're doing to Herbert, uh, they're going to get sued, bro. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, I did want to point out too. I think I had uh, um, I had Terry McLaurin on my sit list, 
I want to point out that he had zero points at halftime, and the chart and the Commanders were down twenty-four to nothing at half. Then they decided to aerate it all the second half and ended up pulling down six catches for hundred and two yards uh, in the second half. Uh, but he had zero points at halftime, and then Washington fuck it, and then the entire second half. So, so I, I just want uh, to point this out to you too. Is I actually made out on that, and I probably won me my game because I did set Terry McLaurin, and I started Chris Olave, who got me more points. Oh yeah, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, Olave, Olave, Olave went off, man. But yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of some more of the the sits that I had last week. I, I couldn't I couldn't remember them all, but uh, I remembered the Terry McLaurin one for sure. And so I, I had oh, Jonathan and, uh, Taylor. Oh yeah, which he didn't do much of anything. Which I found a, a very interesting stat, guys. Did you know that it has never happened in twenty years? where the number one running back in PPR in one season repeated as the number one running back in PPR the next season. 20 years, never never had a repeat, wow. never had a repeat person as the number one running back. So, in standard, it's been different. Adrian Peterson had that for a couple of years. Yeah, standard, it's different. But in PPR, that's never been the same running back. So... I don't know. I think right now I looked at Yahoo. Nick Chubb is currently the number one running back in fantasy, uh, as the most fantasy points uh, in our league, Josh, as, as he's the top running back. But DeAndre Swift and Clyde Edwards-Alaire are also in the top five. But Swift looks like he's about to miss a few games, unfortunately. Uh, but I have his backup, Jamal Williams. So. You mean James Robinson happens. ain't up there? I'd have to double check. I don't. I don't know. He might be. He might be. But I'd, I'd have to look at the numbers later on. All right, guys. So I wanted to get to some interesting headlines that I read today. Um, you never know some of the shit that you're gonna find on uh, on the um, on the internet. But the first story that I read today, which I thought was interesting, is Wheel of Fortune. Um, got. Some backlash apparently uh, because they used Mighty Mo catch a tiger by the toe as one of their puzzles, which I don't know, never knew that this was an issue. But according to some people who pointed this out on Twitter, the original version of the rhyme was rooted in the slave trick and was not used by children but by slave owners. Tiger and the rhyme was originally the N word, apparently. So. Yep. It was. Um, I, I want to know though. Is this is this backlash because Pat J- Sajak was photographed with Marjorie Taylor Greene recently? No, I mean I I have heard that version of Eeny Meeny Miny Mo. So I I can literally say that is probably a true statement that it was going to face backlash right away. But it's a children's nursery rhyme, like. For instance, the ring around the posy nursery rhyme is about people dying during the bubonic plague. Like all these old and London Bridge is falling down is World War Two, bro. Okay, so there you go. Like I don't under, like they changed the name. It's not like they put the original version in there. Like I, I guess you could make any song racist if you change the lyrics. 
I mean, isn't half half the rap uh, songs racist because they they say the n word? Yeah, I guess so. But you might be right. Joe, can we get clarification on that? Yeah, Joe, I'd like some clarification from you, our 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 producer. Yeah, Mr. Producer, I need some clarification. Well, all you are talking at once. What the hell are you talking about? Open your fucking ears, you bastard, and listen. I zone out when you call. <laughs> he says I zone out when you call. <laughs> <laughs> poking the bear. I'm poking the bear. It's not working tonight. <laughs> Joe's like, I'm not fucking producing the show anymore. Fuck you guys. I'm just. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, but Joe, we were talking about eeny, meeny, miny, mo. So this is what I feel that happens, though. Happens, though, guys, is something will happen out there, and like three people will comment about it on Twitter, and then like Yahoo will take the story and say, "Oh, this show or this person is facing backlash over this," and then they point to like five people. you know, sending out Twitter responses to it, and like, oh, this is backlash. And I'm like, well, what if this was just like seven people who were extremely bored with a lot of time on their hands well, that took offense to like, is it really facing backlash, or is it just like seven people out of ten million super well, offended? No, I think in in today's day and age, they have these Twitter armies, man. Like they have these Instagram yeah. Twitter armies. Just you know, everyone has an agenda that they want to push. So someone. And someone's paying these people to push their agenda, you know, yeah. that agenda, for, for that matter, right? 100%. So, here's, the thing, I mean, here's the thing that kills me is the fact that, like, n- name one thing, name one fucking thing out there that isn't going to piss off somebody. Name one thing. You can't. That's just it. You can't. There. There's always going to be – so the fact that, like, the media and the movies and society is constantly like, oh, this offended this one person or this ten people. Oh, shit. Blow me. Oh, no, dude, I totally agree. I absolutely agree. When did we become such a sensitive society, man? Like, what what happened to, you know, having a little bit of a thick skin when it comes to people saying shit? Well, it started in 1990s when they said, hey – Congratulations, you showed up to the team. Here's your trophy for participating. And ever since, it's gone downhill from there. Hey, man, uh, I, I grew up in the 90s. I never got a goddamn fucking participation trophy. You didn't show up. Um, no, wow. I did show up. I did show up. I still didn't get one. <laughs> if you would have showed up, you would have gotten trophies. Um, but, uh, so, first of all, it's uh, talking about the 2000s, question. buddy. Uh, Talk about by the, the way, the, the uh, actually uh, the the participation trophy did start in the nineties. Uh, the any meeny miny mo thing, uh, by the way, it does originally have the uh, the n word. Um, I hate that word, but the n word. Uh, apparently, it came from a storybook called "The Counting Out Rhymes of Children: A Story, A Study of Folklore." Um, the book was published in 1888. Okay. Um, wow. So, but, we're talk- but, but 
everybody knows the Eeny Meeny Miny Mo catch the tiger by the toe. Like I've been singing that shit since I was fucking five. I mean, okay, does the original song have racial undertones? Sure. But, like, dude, this is a game show that's been on for 30 fucking years that's on five days a week. It probably gets hard to come up with new puzzles that aren't going to piss people off all the time. I mean, fuck, if if we did the podcast five days a week for 30 years, we would have fucking ran out of content by now. Do you imagine how many people we'd piss off? And that's oh yeah, off. for sure. For sure. I, I mean, Joe, you might you, you might you might go out with a heart attack, man, if we had to do a show five days. Uh, no five shit, days right? For thirty years. <laughs> hey, yeah. Oh my god. Um. All right, guys. Uh, next headline here. We have. The uh, beyond a uh, beyond meat executive accused of um, assaulting someone outside of a game by biting a man's nose. Oh my god! I don't know if you guys heard about that one. The beyond meat, you know what beyond meat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, heard, I heard about it. He was just like, "Fuck this beyond meat shit. I really need some real meat." Yeah, I guess so, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, biting a man's nose. This dude, Oof. this dude looks like he's fucking crazy. By, yeah, by, he does. By the he's the COO of the vegan food. Um, so let's let's play this one more time since uh, we're on vegan food. Now. 
But I don't know if that was Joe playing producer or if it was, he was just having the, the TV was on in the background. I couldn't no. hear anything. You, could, you can't hear it? Probably a little bit of both. Okay. I was trying to play no. It's the uh nah. It's from Dirty Work when uh when Chris Farley goes, Oh you fucking Saigon whore, you bit my nose off Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't have it uploaded when you try to do third party sound through the browser. Right. It doesn't come in clear unless it's in the studio. I know. Yeah. I need that. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. The last thing I want to address here is the other um, weird headline that I saw is another stupid TikTok trend, much like Tide Pods and other stupid things. But now the hot thing is marinating chicken in NyQuil and calling it sleepy chicken, which apparently... It's not marinating. It's cooking it in NyQuil, bro. Marinating and cooking it. Yeah, both. I, I mean, it's sad that in 2022, the CDC has to come out and be like, yeah, don't do not do that. That's not good for you. But like, I just, I don't know. I mean, are, are, are we like even TikTok listening to the CDC anymore? What? Do we even listen to the CDC we, anymore? They change the rules I every mean, other I, week anyway. I mean, that's, now that's, hold on, hold on. They change the rules every week about COVID. But they have not as far as I can tell in research, ever changed the rules in marinating chicken with NyQuil. (laughs) This is the first instance of sleepy chicken. This is a perfect example right here, the NyQuil or sleepy chicken, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So the opening scene to Idiocracy that says that at a point in evolution, the there is no longer the strongest survive. It is now the dumb, and who multiplies the most, and the world becomes dumber. We are now in that phase of becoming dumber because who in their fucking right mind is going to watch a video and go, hey, I, I think I'm going, I, I want to put some macro on my chicken and, and put it in the oven. Well, I mean, they probably got the idea of beer chicken. They're like, well, we cook with wine. I mean, they could think with the broth. We cook with wine. We cook with beer. Why not medicine? (laughs) That's true. And that that shit tastes good as long as you can get the the orange kind, not the fucking uh, dark kind, the green kind. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen. This mess is for you. (laughs) <laughs> I I I thought that this uh, I thought this trend originated on the west side. I could be wrong though. I'm not sure. West side? I think it was the Golden Dragon. Fucking west side. <laughs> I did. Don't, I don't know don't how many more play mighty mo with you, Louie. What's that? Don't make me play any mighty mighty with you. <laughs> what are you gonna? Get? I don't know what that means. He's going to use chopsticks on your ass. <laughs> hey, Louie did get, get threatened to get thrown out thrown out of the truck to make Chinese food. Oh, yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to poke Joe a little bit more on the trip to Columbus. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, can I just say, though, on the ride, on the ride home from Columbus, I'll, I'm tired as shit. Joe, I don't know if you were tired and doing it to stay awake, 
but it's already like 65 degrees outside. And Joe, like, has the AC set at, like, an Arctic 45 degrees and is blasting cold air. I'm in the front seat just shivering, giving me the old icebox treatment up front in the the (laughs) truck. And I almost was like, is this why Josh wanted to sit in the back seat? Well, that's that's because me and Joe, before we left, we were like, hey, we're going to fuck with Louie. We're going to make it the icebox challenge. Uh, That's not true. If he says anything. Now, That's not true. I feel, I feel like Joe did it to stay awake because I used to do that shit on like on drives that were like an hour or more at like later later at night. I would fucking freeze myself out to stay awake. But I mean, so I don't know what you're doing, Lou. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I run like really warm. Like my you know normal temperature for you know people is what ninety eight point six. Like yeah, I'm usually that. sitting yeah. at ninety nine or a hundred. So I'm like, fuck this. I so I like it nice and cold. Like so. Yeah. I, it's all good, buddy. I was just uh, I <laughs> I was freezing my ass off. We got you guys you really said something. Louis, where are you going? In, where are you going in such a hurry? You didn't even say goodbye to us. I was like, I was, I'm going inside to fucking warm up because I'm freezing my ass. Off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We watered your bushes. You'll be good for another. Good week job. <laughs> All right, we got about uh, 14 minutes to go. So I want to – oh, we didn't even get to college football yet. I was going to go straight into wrestling. Um, let's go into wrestling, and if we have time, we'll circle back to some college football. Um, so I, I'm looking at things here, and AEW looks to be making more and more fatal mistakes. I don't see them lasting – much longer, maybe like three. I don't see them lasting three more years. And the reason I'm saying that is I I feel like you've got all this turmoil backstage right now, which when you saw that happening in WCW, it was near the end. When they started having a ton of turmoil in the back, that was around 1999. And then when they brought Vince Russo on and he was the head writer, and then they, they, they had all these issues like the finger poke of doom when Kevin Nash dropped the title to, to Hulk Hogan. They started having all these backstage issues. And then the company was bought by WWE a year later, uh, a year or two later. AEW, man, so you already have, MJF, who's the Casino Royale champion, which means he's guaranteed a future title shot. Then on Rampage, they had like a uh, battle royale or some some match to determine someone who else gets a future title shot, which was won by Adam Hangman Page. So it's like, all right, you can't even like let the one guy who's got the future title shot cash in his chance or, like, get get a shot before, like, naming somebody else, like, a fucking number one contender? Like, why, well, I mean, why if have? You, if, you think of, Go ahead. if you think about it, though, it, it's kind of like the money in the bank. We all know Austin Theory has money in the bank, so he can cash it in whenever he wants. That's kind of like that Casino Royale chip. It, it's there, no, I know but, that. I, I know that. But, but – Everybody else that's getting title shots, they're not going through battle royales or like like this was called the Golden Ticket Battle Royale. So you got the Casino Royale, now you got the Golden Ticket Battle Royale, and it's all for the same thing, right? Like 
yeah, the money in the bank means you can cash it in at any time, but you were the one, Josh, that told me, and I did some research, Casino Royale is not like that. It's you cash it in, and you can't cash it in right then and there for a title shot like you can money in the bank. Like, the money in the bank adds to surprise. Like, if you have an intense match at Royal Rumble, the guy could run down and cash it in on you and steal the title and go to WrestleMania as a champion. But Casino Royale, it's like, okay, I'm cashing this in. I want my title shot now. They'll set it up for, like, a, a dynamite or a pay-per-view or something. And now you got Adam Hangman Page. Like, I get having the champions fight other people. I get that. And, and having them, you know, defend their titles. But you don't have to call them, like, the number one contender. Like, having all these gimmicks for a, a title shot, I think, I think it, 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 it fucking, uh, set, you know, waters down some of the shit. Like, so is the Casino Royale bid not that important now? Because if I don't win Casino Royale, I can just go into a different match and, and win and possibly get another, get a different title shot? I, I mean, I agree with it. I mean, now it's to the point where they have way too many titles on that show. You can't keep track of who the number one contender is for each of the titles. Uh, they're not showcasing all the titles that they have. Um, yeah, I, I think MJF waits. They, they need to get a number one contender to show up for the next pay-per-view, the next big show that they're going to have, right? MJF yeah. is probably going to wait to like, the bigger, bigger show. Um, that's typically what they like to do. I mean, it, it, it's similar to Roman Reigns and freaking Logan Paul. Like, who, who wants to see that? But they, right. they do it because right. they're, they're pleasing somebody. Uh, MJF, like I said, he's going to wait to cash that in for a couple couple pay-per-views. Um, let Moxley run with the title for a couple more months and then then let him drop in. Or Moxley is coming to Cincinnati, his hometown. Do yeah. they make that a special match with MJF for the title and have him drop it in Cincinnati? I don't think so. I don't think they would have Moxley. I don't. I don't think they would have Moxley lose on his home in his hometown, man. I just don't see that happening. But like, if I was happened, AEW, that's what I would do. Was, the, was you know Wardlow was the hottest name in AEW what five months ago, right before MJF disappeared for three months. Wardlow was the yeah. guy when Wardlow beat when Wardlow beat MJF down. He was so fucking over, and now he's relegated to doing tag team matches as the TNT champion. Why are they not they, – they completely stalled his momentum out. That's because they have too much – they have too many people now. It's – like you said, it's kind of watered down with all these WWE guys. You've got way too many yeah. titles on that show. Um, so it, it, it is watered down. The story the storytelling's starting to go. Uh, and that's where WWE's starting to come back with the storytelling. They're doing a perfect storyline yeah. with some of these different stories that they have. So, yeah. I mean, you're right. I, I think the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, I think they're going to take their ball and, and run when their contract's up. I think they go to WWE at the time. Yeah, and I think Sam Punk's done. I don't know if he's coming back. He won't go to WWE, that's for sure. But I think No, I think they're done. working on a buyout with uh, CM Punk now to buy okay. his contract out. Yeah, and that's what a waste, man. That's so much hype to bring him back, and what a fucking waste. What a waste. 
It's been. And well, I, I a lot of that's on him. Yeah, I feel like Tony Khan just isn't cut out for this shit, man. It's it's hard. It is hard to run a wrestling promotion when you haven't lived and grown up in the business. Dealing with all those egos, you can't have guys, active wrestlers, running the promotion. I think that was a mistake. I think I think Young Bucks and Kenny Omega got a huge head, which is why Cody Rhodes left. And I think um, Tony Khan just he tried to take things over, but no, I don't think I don't think anybody in that locker room respects Tony Khan other than a guy that's paying the bills. They don't they don't trick. I don't think they respect Tony Khan like, like Vince McMahon was respected. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I honestly don't think they do. I think the writing on the wall for them is once Cody Rhodes left and you knew there was issues backstage, that should have told you right yeah. then and there that there was a lot of issues between the Young Bucks and some of these newer wrestlers that were coming in. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to say about this, uh, before we do a WWE topic, then if we got some time, maybe hit college football. But what do you feel about Paige or, I guess, Soraya making her debut in AEW? Is, I guess I'm guessing she's been fully cleared to wrestle. So is this a good move on her part? I mean, yeah, I think that's going to generate a lot of buzz for AEW. Uh, I mean, hopefully she's healed and she could, and she can do a lot of this stuff. You know, I mean, she's a yeah. great wrestler. She's a great talker. Everything about yeah. her was a fucking star. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's that's her sex tape with uh, Xavier Woods, and I uh, can't remember the other person, but <laughs> great sex tape, though. I'll tell you that. Was, was, it was quality. It was very quality. She's, she's, I don't know, man. I know even in the goth look, like, but she's even better looking now than she was before. So uh, I just, I don't know. Her face yeah. just looks completely different. Yeah. Did hey, they make a movie yeah. about her? Yeah. They did. Fighting with my family. Which well, actually was a pretty was decent movie too. I've not seen it, but I've, I've wanted to, but I've not seen it yet. I have not seen it at all, but it looked interesting. I was, I was curious to watch it. Um, all right, last last question, Josh, our our resident uh, pro wrestling guru, the White Rabbit. Is it brave? Is this is all these White Rabbit, uh, you know, vignettes? Uh, is that brave white? Uh, so I'm kind of thinking so. Um, general fact that he does he does have a White Rabbit, Rambling Rabbit, in his stable. Um, I did yeah. hear this could be uh, a setup to have his real life personal Firefly Funhouse, where you, you okay. know Terry Cross is known as the White Rabbit. Yeah. So Terry Cross uh-huh. is Ramblin' Rabbit. Scarlet okay. is Abby the Witch. Uh, then you've got uh, fuck uh, maybe. Braun Strowman is Huskis. And, uh, All right. oh, fuck, there was, uh, Mercy the Buzzard was, uh, the guy that's stalking the Miz. I can't remember his fucking name to save my life right now. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Loomis or something. 
Loomis, yeah. Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis. They're thinking he's going to be Mercy the Buzzer. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I don't know. I would love it if Bray Wyatt came back. I think Triple H has a lot of people interested now about the way WWE is going to go. So, I I mean, I think Vince just reached a point, man, where he just wasn't. I don't want to say he doesn't listen to the fans anymore. That was the problem. Get to an age just not like hip to the stuff that's going on, and you just kind of lose sight of shit. So, yeah, and I think that's Um, pretty much what happened. Yeah. All right, guys, we got two and a half minutes left. So, real quick, you Buckeye fans, there. All right, we watched Wisconsin just get absolutely demolished. Okay. Um, Wait. What's that? O-H. I-O. I'm not. Fucking shit. <laughs> I hate that goddamn chance. Uh, um, but well, Ohio State did look. What's that? Beats Ohio State's chant. Or uh, Nebraska's chant. I don't think Nebraska has a chant. But, uh, yeah, exactly. They, O-H. I mean, I-O. They looked. Ohio State looks good. They actually ran the ball in this game. They didn't have Stroud just throw it, chuck it 45 times. Uh, Trayvon Henderson, excuse me, went over 100 yards. Mayan Williams went over 100 yards. It was an impressive showing, um, even without Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, Wisconsin, absolutely. I mean, Wisconsin was down, what, 28 to nothing early in the second quarter. Uh, this one got away from him. Now there's talk, which I, this would be a terrible mistake, but there's talk that the boosters want Paul Christ gone after this game. Georgia Tech's fired their coach already. Uh, I don't think – I mean, Paul Christ has done quite well there at Wisconsin. I, I, I think it would be a huge mistake to fire him. I don't know. I mean, Wisconsin's had it good with him in the last – I mean – They've been eleven and three, ten and three, thirteen and one, eight and five, ten and four. Then they had the COVID year where they were four and three. Last season they finished nine and four, and then this year they're off to a two and two start. But they still control their destiny to win the division because their one loss was to Washington State, and then they lost to Ohio State, who's in the opposite division. So if they can beat. You know, Illinois, Michigan State, and, and Iowa, and Minnesota, and, and Purdue, they can still go to the Big Ten title game. So I don't, I don't really understand why everybody's up in arms. Even if, even let's say Wisconsin has a down year and they go like seven and five or eight and four, it's. I don't. It's what I, have you done for me I, lately? And not what have you done for me in the past? That's why. Right. I mean, he, his teams I guess, haven't but, looked good. You it seems haven't look looked good. good the last three, four years, you know? Nope. That's kind of why. And, I mean, you know all, all these right. programs are win now. They they know there's some big names out there that they can try to go get, and that's probably what they're looking for. But I don't think uh, Chris is getting these uh, recruits like he used to. Okay. All right. Good enough for me. Well, We'll be back on Friday, guys. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, it's been a good Monday show. Friday, we will draw out of the bucket of death. And uh, hopefully, um, 
I don't have to spin the wheel next week and go to the pyramid of punishment because I'm tired of losing. So the more you say uh, that, the more you're going to get. Time, I know, I know. It's probably coming for me. I'm probably going to draw a team like I'm going to draw like the goddamn Bears or somebody. Uh, like it's going to be some shit team. Or I'll get like, all right, guys. Jets, Jets, Jets. Sam was a little quiet on that one, on that little rib there. I was, I was hoping they'd catch the eye. <laughs> yeah, no, good, good try, though. Good try. <laughs> and everybody, if you're listening down in Florida, our prayers are uh, for you coming up this week. Hopefully yes. everybody's safe. Yes, yes, 100%. And I will Stay take a few bucks for you. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back on Friday. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you